Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast. February 7th edition. We're talking SmackDown Live. We're talking Elimination Chamber predictions. We're talking really anything you all want to because these SmackDown shows don't last too long. So what we've decided to do what we've decided to do is move our questions from the Monday show over to the Tuesday show. I think that mm. is going to work out a lot better. Uh, even though Jeff perhaps isn't mentally equipped to answer questions. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> look, I just, right. some, look, I just took some NyQuil. It's a race against time hey, right you, now. Sean Ross you just Sam. gave me the Tony Schiavone, Mick Foley sound when I mentioned the questions. You were like, yeah. That'll put some butts in the seats. <laughs> oh, no, I just kind of went, huh, like that. I didn't realize we were getting questions, but okay. Maybe, sometimes I well, like to, maybe nobody will ask anything. Sometimes I like to do show prep, Sean Ross Sapp, you know? Sometimes guys, I like to be prepared for questions. If you all want to ask some questions, we've got two mailbag episodes this week. Uh, Matt Riddle, Shane Helms. Instead of tackling a, a singular topic on the Shane Helms show this week, we're going to answer any and all questions that you all want. We've already gotten several. So uh, submit those, send them to me at Sean Rossap or the comment section. I'll get to them, but we're going to do that. We're going to talk about the page MMA little thing that Del Rio threw out there, as well as the Shane, Seth Rollins knee injury, the happenings in TNA's backstage situation. That should be a fun one. What? Do you have, Jeff? It's my own version of Francesca. <laughs> so you waited until... <laughs> of... I am just composed of questions right now. <laughs> okay, go ahead. How long have you had that? I've had about a year. And you waited for the go-home show for Elimination Chamber <laughs> to bust it out. Sean Ross Sapp, I was feeling silly. I just felt like being silly. I broke it out on Shake Them Ropes once, and Rob said, if you ever do that again, I'm firing you. So I, yeah. I'm high on cough syrup. What do you want from me? By the way, Tony Nese is hurt. He's out of the, the uh, oh, fatal no. five-way match tonight. Arya Davari versus Mustafa Ali. The winner takes his place. What's the injury? I don't know. Not mentioned. Okay. Oh, man. I, I don't know how to really even 
approach that. Anyway, guys, hey, you all want a Fightful.com t-shirt, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross app. You can get them for a great deal right now. I was going to end that this weekend. We'll keep it going a little bit further. But we do have a contest at Fightful Wrestle right there. The person who guesses the time closest to Kevin Owens losing to Goldberg will win something. I just don't know what yet. Yeah. Register at Fightful.com. You will get early access to our Shane Helms show, our Matt Riddle show, our forums when they come back. All kinds of exclusive news. Your boy had the skinny on Seth Rollins last night right after Raw. Where everybody else was reporting it this morning. No big deal. No big deal. It's just the story of my life, you know. That's what happens. <sighs> Jeff, we got SmackDown tonight. Go home show before Elimination Chamber. Of course, we will have Elimination Chamber coverage. As we have coverage for everything, break up with your old wrestling websites. They suck. They're trash. They're garbage. I'm not even going to put them over. Just go to Fightful.com. We've got your news, your interviews, your exclusives, your podcasts. We have them all. Photo galleries, video galleries. Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer. Check that out on our YouTube. You can subscribe there or on iTunes or on Stitcher. All kinds of places. Jeff, what did you think of tonight's show? I thought there was a lot of really good stuff on this show. I did. I, I thought, like, uh, you know, the, the, the four-way was great. I thought Luke Harper's promo was fantastic. There, there was just a lot. I mean, the women's contract signing had a lot of good things to it. Even that tag match wasn't irrid- – I mean, it, yeah. it had a few good moments in it, too. I mean, there was nothing – the only really bad thing in the show was that natty – Mickey Bella showdown, I thought. And even that was moderately entertaining because Natty just decided to start rambling all of a sudden. Yeah, that was that was the weird thing. That was the weird thing. Okay, so, so let, let me approach this whole thing. We had the typical setting up the multi-man match promo mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show where everybody's out there. And if you guys are wondering why I'm looking at this angle... My mic, I set it right here and started the show. I have a new cord coming tomorrow. But if you notice, when I get booted off of my show, it's because of this janky-ass cord. That's getting changed tomorrow. So I have no pop filter. I'm not going to be looking at the camera. Sorry, guys. I'll be I, thought you might, I thought you might be doing a monologue about Black History Month for the WWE. Oh, Jesus. Come on. I could pro- <laughs> You know what? I could probably do a better monologue than the one that they wrote. Oh, good Lord. And had their guys read because that was sad. That was sad. It, like, I can't remember who said it sounded like they were doing book reports, but it really did. Oh, let's get, it, let's get into this a little bit. I, I thought it came off as creepy because they're trying to make it seem like it's conversational, and you know it's not. That's no. that's my big deal with it. As you're watching this, it's like they're reading from a teleprompter at a 45 degree angle, and it's just coming off as creepy. But they're trying to make it like sociable, and it's weird. Although Alicia Fox is adorable in glasses, that's about the only redeeming thing about it. Oh yeah, that's true. I just I just don't like them. I think they could have been a lot more natural and yeah, they're pandering. Oh, they're they're a they're, lot they're, a yeah. lot less like well, we had to be here, we had to do this type of thing. Like I'd much rather hear them speak from the heart about what these people mean to them. Than yeah, to hear sure. Vince than hear what Vince McMahon thinks that they should be saying or put together like they do with those fantastic MLK segments that are the best MLK segments every single year anywhere on TV. Are you find on WWE programming without a and, doubt? And here's. And here's the other insulting thing to me, just slightly. I mean, I'm not 
I'm not is gonna white. Is that why? Yes. Well, it, it it plays into that a little bit, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Oh no! But just ha- but only the African American talent being involved mm-hmm. in this, as opposed yeah. to everybody being involved with this. That that's kind of, you know it, it's it's not Black History Month just doesn't it's not just celebrated by African Americans. I'm sorry, Vince. This may be news to you, but yeah, that that's that's a little bit off putting as well for me. And Jeff, I'm, am I am I adorable in glasses? Sup? Am I? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! Oh, you look fine. You look you look pleasantly nerdy in them. I hate them. I hate them. That's total what? hipster Sean Ross Sap right there. Oh man! Oh yeah, get some pants. I had, get some I had PBR. A nice- Sure. Now I used to troll. I have a lot of hipster friends. I really do. And I, I'm not a drinker and I'm definitely not a hipster, but I used to give them shit back when hipsters like were really becoming prevalent. Mm. Me and a friend just looked around and we realized all of our friends are hipsters. Like we're the only people at this party not wearing thick glasses and flannel. We're the only ones. And I didn't have a beard back then. But yeah, my, my site's only like minus 0.5, but it's enough for me to notice from things that I couldn't see. So like if I'm at a wrestling event or a sporting event, somebody says SRS would beat up hipsters. Yeah, sure. Why not? I have a couple times. I mean, in, in the gym, just because yeah. I'll talk, I'll talk some of those people into coming and training with me. And really the people that I beat up in the gym are the people who have no clue what they're doing. So I don't see you starting fights outside of a gym. I, no, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think the commentary is meaning you're going to be starting fights with hipsters outside in society. No, absolutely not. I love those people. Um, I love all people. Somebody says SRS uses hipsters for sparring. That is absolutely true. I will absolutely invite anybody that I can beat up to the gym to train with me. I have to feel more like a man. I, I have an ego. I have a big <laughs> ego. We talked about my glasses long enough, I think, and me beating up uh, kids and hipsters at the gym. I'll, I'll, I'll pull out my trombone again, my P-bone over here. Yeah, this has been a pretty dorky episode so far. <laughs> I thought the star of this opening segment on the mic was Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I thought he was the best person on the mic in this match. Um, there was a lot of saying, you see, and fact of the matter, which I never see in normal conversation. I never see somebody go, the fact of the matter is this. Or when they're making a point, they go, you see. I don't, I, that, that doesn't happen. Uh, Baron Corbin was pretty terrible here, but it set up a good fatal four-way match that he got the win in. Yep. And hey, that was that was a pretty big surprise over AJ Styles. Yeah, the the Miz Daniel Bryan interplay is always just fantastic. They just have a natural chemistry with one I another. I didn't like the when my hand goes up your mouth. Oh goes no, shut no, that was that was bad. That. that 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 was bad. That part, you know. I think it's a shitty catchphrase that. anyway. Ditto. I, I do as well. Um, <laughs> I said I said on Twitter I'd explain this. Uh, AJ Styles comes out because what are we all playing tickle butt out here? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I I flew to WrestleMania last year on the same flight as Daniels and Kazarian, and uh, I was sitting a row in front of them. And uh, before I got off the plane, I just thanked them for like the enjoyment in PWG and for being you know tag team wrestlers and bringing that art form back and whatnot. I kind of said, 
quietly, you know, want to be that guy. But the guy, but there was a kid sitting next to me, and he turns to them and goes, "You guys wrestle?" He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "What kind of wrestling do you do?" I forget it was Daniels or Kazarian, but they go tickle butt. <laughs> well, hey, that has been a very popular, well, sort of, in pop culture. Remember the Nate Diaz interview? Oh yeah, that's right. He said yeah. that Conor McGregor was playing touch butt in the park. Touch I need to tweet this out, park. but yeah. Justin Golightly, one of our writers when we first started up, he's with champions.co now, did a comprehensive history of touch butt. <laughs> and it was it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought that Daniel Bryan was the real star of this. Like Miz said, you can't even wrestle anymore. And Daniel Bryan said, that hasn't stopped you. Yeah. That and the uh, and it was great. That- then the deadpan, oh no, Baron Corbin, please don't punch him in the face. I thought that was just perfectly delivered. He has really embraced, like he's much better on the mic now than he used to be. But I think that's because that's all he does now is he's on he's the mic. In that, you know what he is? He's in that Batista d- gives no Fs mode. You know, just, just he is in, whatever he wants to do. He's in full table for three sitting next to Ryback mode. Yes. He's trolling everybody. He's having a blast doing it. And he's somewhat miserable because he can't wrestle, but he's going to make everybody else a little bit miserable while entertaining himself while doing it. I, I liked that. And I loved the match, actually. I thought it was a nice sprint, you know, where every guy was kind of getting his stuff in, but it was really, really entertaining for something that was just, you know, nonstop spot, 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 as opposed to a fight. So I really liked it. WWE does multi-man matches very, very well. <clears throat> like, just almost always. They had a Tower of Doom Baron Corbin's deep six always looks good. The only negatives that I noticed. Oh, also there was a cool spot where like Styles, Ambrose, and Miz kept rolling each other up. I like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I really like that one. That was great, I thought. The camera zooms were a plenty. I didn't like that. And everybody in this company is wearing black gear. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Like there's no standing out. That's anymore. the color of the tough guy now is black, as you may know. But uh, and if anything, the Miz should not be wearing black. Like he should wear something flamboyant and extravagant. Speaking of which, we 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 shaded him a little bit by not mentioning him. But I thought Dean Ambrose was pretty fantastic tonight on the mic. Miz, yep. you look like a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> that that and 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 kind of the offbeat sense of humor where it's like oh when baron utah drink water kind of that passive aggressive yeah but still psychotic way of saying it that's the dean ambrose i love not prop comic dean this dean you want to talk about one end of the spectrum to the other we go from luke harper's really good backstage interview which there's not there's not a whole lot to say about it it was just oh, a I'll, good- I'll say something about it. Go ahead. Ruin my damn point. Go ahead. I will ruin your point. Here we go. This is the kind of promos I want more of in wrestling. The kind where, you know, in in the old 80s territories days, there were two kinds of competitors. There were the competitors who did it for the competition to see who'd be the best. And there are always those heels who just wanted to hurt people. This was a I just want to hurt people promo. And I loved every minute of it. And, and, and Luke Harper has that great thousand-yard stare in his eyes while saying it. So you can't believe, yeah, he really wants to hurt people. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Before we get into this terrible segment, we'll talk about something more positive. Fightful.com, you guys. We got live coverage this week. Monday Night Raw Monday. SmackDown 205 Live Tuesday. NXT Wednesday. TNA Thursday. I'm pretty sure we got something Friday. 
Saturday night, UFC 208, and we will have a live post-show podcast as they crown the first-ever women's featherweight champion. Sunday, Elimination Chamber, of course, a post-show podcast there. If you haven't visited Fightful.com, we have a site split now. You can choose to go to Fightful.com for wrestling and MMA and boxing news. You can choose to go to FightfulWrestling.com for just wrestling news results, videos, photos, podcasts, and the same for FightfulMMA.com with combat sports. Uh, we're giving you more options to set, to isolate or combine them. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. Also, if you're interested in advertising on the Fightful podcast, contact me, Sean, at Fightful.com. This Natalia Nikki Bella stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Like there are these little spots where I'll be like, ooh, that was a good one, where she'll be like, You're gonna be sitting there with your pregnant sister realizing you'll never have a kid. And I'm like, that's a cool one. That's a good one. And then everything else, I'm like, oh no. Oh no. Then they shoe in, shoehorn in like Beyonce references. I'm like, yeah, it- oh, okay, we get it. She's pregnant. Cool man. It's bad soap opera reality TV style acting as opposed to seemingly having a real legitimate beef with one another. Although the one the one bit I want to see them do one of these days is have a split screen and just have the other person kind of punch the other person right there in the split screen. Because they yeah. were sitting right next to each other. You, you knew they were on the same like area or whatever because of the lighting. And this stuff, was but. so shitty. It's so contrived. It's so put upon. And, so it, and, it, and you can't really lose yourself in the feud at all for me. I don't know about you. I guess we should talk about the rumors that Nikki Bell is going to be taking time off after WrestleMania. Now, from what I've been told, this will not be her last match. She is taking some time off. And she's been in mainly tag matches since she came back. Over 50 matches in like five months, though. So, I mean, yeah. she's been booked a lot. It's not like she hasn't been wrestling. She just has been protected. And the rumored mash, if you don't want to hear it, go ahead and mute it. John Cena, Nikki Bella, The Miz, and Maurice. I think this is an, an incredible pat on the back to Maurice and The Miz and mm-hmm. something that these two deserve. They absolutely deserve it, and I am 100% fine with it. I'm fine with it because <clears throat> it's the kind of match you kind of expect them to do at a WrestleMania where they're trying to get more crossover appeal mm-hmm. and less. I mean, they have hard wrestling content in there, but this is the quote unquote type of celebrity slash entertainment appeal to the media type match. Both couples can go on various shows and shill it and, and things of that nature. Uh, what is <clears throat> Is John Cena taking any time off anytime soon? Is yeah. that why Nikki's going to, you know, to have some together time? Or is she well, going to like help Brie out or what? Here's the thing. I would imagine. She's not going film. off to act. I know that much. Well, she's going to be acting in Total Bellas because they're going to be filming a new season of that. I, I've been told uh, probably shortly, probably in around WrestleMania and then after WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to be doing that too. Um Hey, I mean, sure, why not? But this that that's a big shot to the the women's division on SmackDown too. And this is this is already and and we'll talk about this more probably later, but man, SmackDown's been getting 
a raw deal. No, actually, mm-hmm. I'll make that pun intended with some of these call-ups and, and free agent signings. I think SmackDown has gotten Luke Harper, Mickey James, Rhino, and Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater that weren't drafted. Raw gets the cruiserweight division, Goldberg. Who else? Uh, Undertaker. Undertaker. They the Undertaker off of Undertaker here, here, here on occasion. Samoa Joe and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. Damn. Sorry, guys. I've been a little out of it tonight. Back although on I, track. Although I expect, like, one of the women's division, when, when Nikki leaves, I expect either Sasha or Bailey to probably get moved over to SmackDown. They should. They should. Apollo Crews defeated Dolph Ziggler. The first thing I noted, <laughs> noticed about this match, JBL of late, for, for the majority of the time, has seemed much more relaxed and natural on commentary, and he'll say things that I actually find funny. Like, <laughs> when Dolph Ziggler attacks uh, Apollo Crews afterwards, and David Otunga's like, Oh, gee golly, guys, I can't believe he's doing a cheap shot. He's, he's taking a cheap shot. He's hitting him when his back is turned. JBL goes, well, that's the best time to hit somebody. Yep. I'm like, yes, this is the JBL I remember. <laughs> Slowly starting to grow on me again. I doubt he's going to unblock me on Twitter, but uh, this match lasts a minute. Cruz wins with a roll-up and gets attacked. Kalisto runs out and makes <laughs> oh, oh not only that, we're gonna get two baby faces versus one heel match out of it. Talk this about terrific. You know what I hope happens? I hope Apollo Cruz beats the living shit out of Kalisto with a chair. I would love a Dolph Apollo Cruz tag team. Talk, Give me that. Hey, you know what? Have Apollo Cruz say, This guy showed me the light. He showed me what I needed to do because you know what would be a fire? American Alpha versus Dolph Ziggler and Apollo Cruz. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, give me that. Give me that. A uh, heel Dolph Ziggler and Apollo Cruz that are sick of everybody's shit. Ooh. <laughs> I'd love that. You Four guys that just want to go out and prove something, I'll take it. I'll take it. And and how how bad of a baby face are you if the crowd is cheering one more time for chair shots to <laughs> I was going to mention that. Oh jeez. These terrible baby faces. I think that a great rib would be Kalisto who in my estimation maybe the nicest person in wrestling I've ever met in my entire life is actually this guy that nobody can stand and they just are overwhelmed with this desire to beat the living shit out of him with steel chairs every time they're around him. Just look at that mask. You just want to hit him with a chair. Sure, I'll take that for a story. That poor guy. He he really is such a kind person. I've I've had the. He probably wouldn't remember me if he if he saw me, but man, I've interacted with him probably two or three times in person, mainly at the NXT shows. Uh, and he's been nothing but nice. He would stop for pictures, like you know, we're trying to get content for the site and stuff, and he would always make sure we got good shots, all that stuff. Really good. Ironically, one of the nicer people is Eva Marie, too. Oh, yeah. She's a sweetheart. She actually goes to a branch of my church. And she realizes that if she poses for a picture, it's going to look a hell of a lot better on all these articles we write about her than if I get some shit picture. Um, I said a while ago I thought she was done. She has taken off all WWE references off of her biography, and I think she's full-on 
fashion now, so I don't think she's coming back. I really, really think. And I hope she doesn't. I really think that even if she's done, they one more time. Back. Yeah, that one time she finally does it, and Becky Lynch beats her in a minute, in like ten seconds. That's it. Write her off. There's nothing that. wrong with Muhammad Hassaning this person. Yeah, it's okay. And she, and if she's moved on, sure, why not? Just that one last time in the ring. How crazy is it that they finally got her over, <coughs> and now she's gone? Yeah. They finally got her over, and now she's gone. Mm-mm. You know what else is crazy? David Otunga booked an episode of Criminal Minds. That's insane. I'm not to me. surprised. He's a really talented, smart dude. You know, I, he's a smart, jacked dude that can't deliver a line to sure. save his life. <laughs> I hope. I hope that eventually, if, if JBL takes some time off, maybe there's something inside Otunga he can become the heel commentator. Yeah, no, I think there is. What is there more to hate than a guy who is married to a celebrity, has a Harvard degree, is an actor? Mm-hmm. He could say, oh, I started with Halle Berry. Oh, by the way, I was tag team champion with John Cena. There were, there were glimpses of that in the Nexus. Not many because they kept on giving him bad lines. But he there might were be glimpses. terrible at it. He yeah, might be terrible true. at it. We don't he know. Might be too, he might be too nice to be a heel. That might be a problem. Yeah. Dual contract signing. Uh, Mickey James is in fantastic shape, but uh, I'll say this: WWE needs to go the extra mile and get Naomi some dance classes if she's doing that gimmick. <laughs> she can't dance. Dance expert Sean Ross Sapp here to show us the moves Naomi should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's see it. Little, little, little light. Listen, I don't have off. the room back here. I don't have the room back here. <laughs> oh, put on the glasses. We'll be great. I only got 2,500 square feet in this house, unlike <laughs> you and that, that sweat box in L.A. Oh, yeah, my, my 660 square feet. Gee, thanks. Damn! I love Kentucky. Uh, Mickey James talked a little slow for my liking in this, but the crowd went yeah. with it, so it worked really well. I mean – that's the You're Charlotte right. school. That's the Charlotte school of delivering lines, right there. You do it very slow, and you enunciate every word. We're not talking a, Ryback level enunciation, but no, no. She she has a very how'd I put? Oh, Real Housewives of Richmond. Let me tell you about my favorite book. It is the called secret. The Secret. <laughs> Two years ago, I broke my leg. Oh man. He reads a book a day. You know that, right? No. <laughs> oh, he, he, there was some interview where there's he was like no three, three books a week or something like that. He was like some sort of voracious reader. I'm sorry. There's no way no. he's reading a book a day. No, not because I think he's dumb or anything. You can't be that large, eat that much, work out that much, stay that big, and have time to read a book every day. He's a secret genius. I have trouble enough reading all the articles on a site that I run. I do it, but it's very, very hard. He ain't reading a book a day. And this is my job. It's the only thing I have to do. And I have to sacrifice my physical condition to do that. Well, you, want some, you want some musical accompaniment with that? I can, I can give you the trombone here. You know? Give me the trombone. I'll, I'll <laughs> write a little song. about <laughs> Cut that shit out. 
Uh, Becky Lynch and okay, so here I had a real problem with Becky Lynch in this. How so? I thought her delivery was really good, better than it's been in a long time. But whoever wrote that for her is a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. Who said Mickey James walked away when it got tough? Wait, wait. Yeah. Now I'm not the triggered type, but after she got fat shamed on TV and was cut from the company, she walked away. Walk? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think they kind of let her go, as I recall. But, you know, well, and then, was re- well, then look at the person who, who delivered the line. Becky yeah. Lynch retired for half a decade. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. I mean, she had a legitimate reason to. But then when she was supposed to came, come back, she no-showed it and then wasn't around for half a decade. Like, when I found that out, and considering her age, that blew my mind. I had no idea. Yeah, and that's, that's and now they've never addressed that on WWE TV. I'm sure they absolutely will, and they they probably should because that's that's a good story to build into that. Probably with a program with Paige down the line because she was tied in with Paige. Um, that was just weird to me because none of that was true, and it's remarkably easy to find out. Say that. Re- repeat the whole thing for me. I said that. That just it just bothered me because it's remarkably untrue and easy to find out. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they do that. I mean, they, they conveniently forget, <coughs> pardon me, things, things in their own timeline and let alone reality. They just tell you what the, what you're supposed to think and you're supposed to believe it. Hmm. Although, you know, I think Mickey cut a good promo here. I think the delivery was fine for Becky. The words weren't very good. Alexa was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And especially oh. her. She absolutely cut Naomi off at the knees. I mean, oh, the, the tweet that I put out was Alexa Bliss versus Naomi on the mic is like Conor McGregor versus Paul Buentello. And if oh. you're wondering who Paul Buentello is, that proves yeah. my point. Yeah. That, that, that was just uh, that was a 10-7 round right there. Jeff Hawkins, you didn't forget about me. You know exactly who I am. I am the number one contender for your sheeting award. And an elimination chamber? You can have it. I'm going to excuse me. How <laughs> dare you disrespect the sanctity of the sheeties? I love what those people do. Oh, I do too. I, 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 just, I just, and I'm going to snatch you bald. Are, are you going to snatch me bald, Sean Rassap, because you're hey, a little but, late. Nature I'll already never, did that to me very, very early. I'll never accuse myself of being the best journalist, but I appreciate some people who, in this line of work, keep people in check for not doing their jobs right. Mm. Um, Naomi hit a really good kick across that table, though. That was oh, sweet. I liked that, but but the problem was they they, they scripted uh, Becky and uh, and Mickey to have the same reaction, which was the cover your mouth. Oh. <laughs> No, come kind on. Thing. I didn't expect that kick. I would have had that same reaction. I would have been a shock thing, you know, taken aback as opposed to covering your mouth like, oh, my God, what is going on around here? You want to talk about mothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, she does that dive over the top rope better than her husband does, Naomi. Oh, she's fa- she has improved greatly 
Yeah. It's being taken off TV for about a month or so. I mean, really, she's she's gotten crisp. She's been working at it. She's really good. I agree with you about there's only it's a law of diminishing returns this 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 rave dancing gimmick, though, unless she can actually talk and back it up and, and her promos right now aren't very good. Couple of comments from her from Twitter, somebody or Kylo Jen on Twitter says Naomi was a dancer before she was a wrestler, but that doesn't mean she was a good dancer. Also, she was a, a funkadactyl. D- Does that count as a dancer? A DM from uh, a, a wrestler whose name I will not mention who is watching the show. <laughs> oh God, are you sure Ryback said he didn't read one script per day? And by script, I do not mean a movie script. Ouch. <laughs> oh damn! And this is somebody who has worked with Ryback in the past. Well, there, there are sorry, big words. On, sorry, there are Ryan. big words. On, there are big words on that script. So it may take him a while to get through a few syllables there. Mm, that's rough. I did not say that, but that was. Yeah, I can't just get that and not. Mm. Wow, harsh, that bro. That was something. We had this 12-man tag match. The Ascension Vaude Villains and the Usos defeat American Alpha, Rhino, Heath Slater, and Brizongo. I love Chad Gable using the Greg Gagne-esque head scissors that, like, Greg Gagne would always do, and he'd be like, what's up? And then flip him yeah, over. That used to be, like, repertoire for any, like, 80s baby face. Would they'd always yeah. do the flying, like, Ron Garvin did. Jimmy Garvin, I think, did in Mid-South for a while. I mean, everybody used to do that. Brad Armstrong. Oh, on developmentally speaking, uh, I think Kurt Hawkins talked about that, about how Greg Gagne came into a developmental class, and he's like, do a head scissors. And everybody was doing the running head scissors. I was like, what the hell's that? That's not a head scissors. And, like, at 55 years old, he went up and did it perfectly. Well, oh, Jim Brunzel used to do it a lot, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Rhino was super over. Mm-hmm. An audible should have been called where he gored all six of his opponents and maybe four of his teammates, too. I thought the Usos looked really good in their few little short vignettes of doing double teams. They looked really crisp. I would love to get them in a one. I mean, get them American Alpha and a couple other teams like the Revival and just have a real tag team division as opposed to these clowns. If you want me to be honest. Maybe improve Brizongo a little bit. In the ring, I don't think there was anybody in this match that looked bad. I thought the Ascension looked really good. Victor the Ascension, in yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, especially that, that uh, was it, the uh, running uppercut that he did. Here, comes, that that's, really good. here comes the super worker Victor theories again. Man. Uh, they Victor, won. Victor they gets won. a Victor gets a pass for me because if you ever watch his up, up, down, downs with, with Xavier Woods, his sarcasm is dark and funny and phenomenal. Speaking of up, up, down, down, there was a video of Falcons <laughs> fan Xavier Woods and Patriots fan Cody yes. Kingston released. And WWE action does not do Kofi Kingston's agility any justice. Any justice. I thought he was going to do a 450 splash on a hotel bed. I thought he was going to throw that chair through a window. He, he threw it like a belly-to-belly belly suplex on it. Man. Yeah, and poor Xavier. <laughs> Just staring <sighs> into space like, what is happening right now? Oh, that and the uh, – did you see the uh, – they, they were playing with the electroshock game and the big show came in? Yeah, I saw that. And he farted. 
and then he farted. <laughs> the Ascension won their first match, period, since September. Of any wow. kind, televised or not. They have won three matches, period, televised or not, since the night after Night of Champions 2015. Okay. Have they won more or less than Brizongo? Or even mm. the Vaude Villains? For that less than the Vaude Villains, because the Vaude okay. Villains won some in NXT. They had a tag oh, title. I, I, meant on the, I meant on the main roster. I'll have to look. Um, Ascension won. They, they did that to build them as a threat. Sure. Right. Fine. Whatever. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm cool with it. It was harmless, and it was a good match. I like the mm-hmm. match. John Cena defeated Randy Orton. This is the first time we've seen this match since Hell in a Cell 2014, if you believe that. And this was a hell of a marquee main event if you're wanting to put something on on a go-home show where people would a lot, of, a lot of times just pass up. This really does telegraph to those fans who might not be in the know that this probably ain't going to be the WrestleMania main event. Yeah. This was a good match, a lot of heat, two worked great. A ref bump leads to Wyatt in the ring by himself where he's clotheslined by Luke Harper, which got a big pop. This crowd was great tonight, I thought. Fantastic crowd. John Cena wins. Your Royal Rumble winner gets pinned nine days after winning the match by the champion. I want to know how you feel about that and the match. Since I don't think these two are going to be facing each other at WrestleMania, I think it's fine to pin them here. Um, I liked the match a lot. There, there was a small moment that just cracked me up for no apparent reason, which was uh, Randy Orton gingerly putting JBL's hat back on the desk after he body slammed John Cena onto the table. That that I found hilarious for some reason. I thought Luke Harper was really good in his run, and he gave a vicious discus clothesline to Bray. That thing was that thing had some pop to it. I really liked that. And then, uh, you know, I thought Bray, Bray and Randy have a really good been you know had bought full into the gimmick i guess and was dressing like a wyatt family member of some kind i think this would be getting over a lot better than it might be in the arenas because they really do have good chemistry working with one another in terms of beat downs and doing double teams and things like that i really like their chemistry so we got elimination chamber i guess let me apologize about my voice 40 minutes in i'm sorry (laughs) I guess we uh, need to make some Elimination Chamber predictions. Okay, let's do it. Three, three women's matches. Nice. One show. And I, I can't say that any of them that I look at, and I'm like, no, don't want to see that. Because I think that Nikki Bella and Natalia, uh, well, it might be kept short. But I'm okay with that. Who you got winning? Uh, I, one thing I did like, by the way, about that, that promo Nikki Bella kind of put Natalia over in an underhanded manner. She said, the only thing you've ever been good at is wrestling, and I'm going to beat you at that. So I thought that was a nice little thing to throw in there, kind of. Mm-hmm. I think Natty goes – or not Natty. I think Nikki Bella gets the big win here, and that's the end of that program to move on I, to WrestleMania. I think she has to if she's going to be teaming with John Cena. Yeah. Clean in the middle. No shenanigans. Randy Orton, Luke Harper. Randy Orton's got to go over here. There's no way that he doesn't go over here. Agreed. Apollo Crews and Kalisto versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to cross my fingers for the Apollo Crews 
turning on Kalisto thing, then I hope that these two show up at the end of tag team turmoil. Don't know if wow. it'll happen. Don't know if it'll that's, happen, but I would love that. That's a nice little call. That's the way. Right. That's a way you build a heel team. You put the titles on them in one night. I think that I, I really, I really like that idea, Sean. I, I do, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think. Well, I, listen, listen, Jeff. I'm a fucking genius, so. <clears throat> I, I don't think it's going to go full heel either. I think they're going to tease it. I think Apollo is probably going to walk out on uh, Kalisto to lead to the win. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Somebody says, see, Sean has a brain. Yeah, I do. Thanks. You don't get that blue check mark without one. Is that on it? It is that on it. By the way, guys, if you want to be a super genius like your boy, or if you want to be ripped like Bailey, <clears throat> men or women should aspire to be ripped like Bailey, or like Seth Rollins, or like Triple H, or like Cesaro, maybe like Donald Cerrone or Car- Cody Garbrandt, UFC Bantamweight champion who absolutely tooled Dominic Cruz. Go to Fightful.com, click that on it link, support the Fightful.com podcast, get that alpha brain. I love it. I work these 60-hour weeks. I do it because of alpha brain and shroom tech. Love that stuff. When I get back into my regimen after I'm done, uh, after I'm done dealing with this sickness, I'm going to take that T+. Plus. Mm. I'm going to go crazy. It's going to be awesome. And if you want to advertise with the Fightful.com podcast or on Fightful, you want us to devote our whole page the backsplash to you. Contact me, Sean, at Fightful.com. Alexa Bliss versus Naomi for the Women's Championship. If Naomi wins this, I would prob- I'd be disappointed. She, yeah, she's Alexa- improved a lot in the ring, but the rest just ain't there. This match may over-deliver, but I think Alexa Bliss is winning. I think it will over-deliver. I think that Naomi is – she's went balls to the wall – Lately in the ring, so I'm cool with that. I, I'm cool with them getting some time and doing what they got to do, and I think it'll be a good match. Mickey James versus Becky Lynch, I expect to be a good match. Hopefully, Mickey James got rid of those damn flappy ass pants she has because <laughs> they are incredibly distracting. I think Becky has to get her win back, right? Or no, 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 because she win anyway. I don't think Mickey has a win over Becky yet, so maybe Mickey takes this one. Huh. So what, what what happens with these two at WrestleMania? What happens with the women's title at WrestleMania? Scramble. Mm. Has think, to be. I think it's so lazy to do that with both titles. I do too. I think they're going to do a four-way with the Raw, and I think they're going to do a six-way with the uh, SmackDown. Now, now, granted, I think that those are both, as far as match quality, <clears throat> the best thing that they can do, but I think it's lazy. I agree. I, I, th- I think the women's title should be elevated like the men's titles, and they should have one-on-one matches for both of them. Yeah. Tag team turmoil. I personally, with the way it stands, I would love American Alpha to just run the table. But what do you think here? I think they're going to run the table. Um, I'd love to see the Revival be that last team, come out and win. But I think it's going to be American Alpha all the way, and, and they're going to run through the other five teams. A lot of people want to call in episode. Uh, we ain't doing a call in episode until we, unless we do like phone call in. Maybe. Google Hangouts is too much trouble for that. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know why Google hasn't 
supported phone call-ins yet anyway. What else we got here? Wow, we're really at the main event already. Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. Bray Wyatt seems like the logical way to go. You think he wins it? I don't know. This is so weird because there's so much time between Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania where if they change their mind, they could always put it on someone temporarily and then give it back. Um, uh, I think Bray is the odds-on favor, but I would not be surprised if it's just an out-of-left-field guy like even Corbin for a short time to put it on someone else. Interesting. I could see them doing a swerve like that. I was thinking the Miz for a very short time may get this belt and then get taken off of him by like AJ or something. But uh, I think Bray Wyatt is probably your odds on favorite. I could see something like that happening. Like I could see them pulling a swerve, but I'm still going to go with, uh, with Bray Wyatt. A couple of news uh, bits today. Well, this week, rock and roll express going into the WWE hall of fame. I tweeted, People have been saying I broke the news. I didn't break the news. I tweeted about the news that I didn't believe. Uh, I was told Ricky Morton was telling people locally that he was going to be in the Hall of Fame, and I was like, I don't know about that because I was told that the Natural Disasters were going in as the tag team. Uh, I asked about that, and uh, John Tenta obviously dead. Uh, uh, Ottman is in the hospital, so they didn't want to not have somebody like that there. Well, they already have Rick Rude, who's – Exactly. They, and they don't like to have more than one. They try, yeah, they try to limit that to one. Rock and Roll Express, the stars of Total Nonstop Deletion going into the Hall of Fame. You know what? It's funny because Alex talked about this last night, and I don't think Alex necessarily has enough of a historical grasp on the Rock and Roll Express to really get how big they used to be. <laughs> I mean, in in I, I I grew up in Jim Crockett Promotions uh, territory, and even before they got there, I mean they 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 headlined in Mid South with the Midnight Express. Um, you know they they were in Memphis for a very short time because they were seen as kind of uh, uh, you could kind of interchange them with the fabulous ones there, Steve Kern and Stan Lane. But when they get got to Crockett, they there was a summer. I believe it was the summer of 86 or 85 where they headlined the B tour they, they, they were running two crews. They were running the uh, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair crew as the A team. And then the uh, rock and roll express and midnight express were feuding on the B team. And they were out drawing the A crew um, substantially. Uh, it, it, if you think about influence, the Rock and Roll Express, every territory tried to get a Rock and Roll Express in their territory, much like they tried to get a Road Warriors in their territory. And I think that is the sincerest, sincerest form of flattery that you can get. The Midnight Rockers, who later became the Rockers in the WWF, were because of the Rock and Roll Express. The Rock and Roll RPMs were because of the Rock and Roll Express. Um, you know, what you can see on the network right now, you can see a lot of the good stuff in the NWA. If you look up their WWF work, it's just that, that Jeff Jarrett angle with the NWA in 98 or 99, I think it is. And also the, the kind of one shot they did. They did a one shot in both WCW and 
the WWF with the heavenly bodies. And I think 93 because they're going back and forth because Cornette couldn't decide which group he wanted to go with at the time. But man, if, if you love this, there's such a throwback from a time when teams stayed together, no matter where they went, they didn't split them up. You weren't looking for the Shawn Michaels of the group that you could get. And the tag teams were always better than two individuals coming together. And one single member of a tag team was never usually better than a singles wrestler. I, w- I want to ask, NWA- ask you before we move on. Do you think that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart caused that? I think Shawn Michaels getting over as big as he did after the barbershop window thing made Vince McMahon think that tag teams were no longer marketable. I do. Wow. Because I think that right. was selling they, they, You could be a career tag team wrestler and make a great career out of it and be perceived as like top tag, guys. And Tag teams used to headline shows. Sure. Back in the day. It used to be, I mean, especially where I grew up, a tag team feud, could, I mean, Tully and Arn versus Rock and Roll Express could headline a show. If you want to see great wrestling, tag team wrestling, go watch, you know, any combination of, the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnights or Tully and Arn or the Andersons or the Russians. I mean, a lot of what you see in today's tag team wrestling is thanks to Ricky Morton just getting the crap beat out of them and making the hot tag. You know, that's what Enzo Amore studied at the Performance Center the entire time was just how to sell like Ricky Morton. And the thing is, back in the day, they made you believe that Ricky Morton, who was seen as a tag team wrestler, could win the world championship from Ric Flair. And that's when the world championship, quote unquote, meant something. So, I mean, I think because the Rock and Roll Express never really left and kind of became self-parodies that we kind of dismissed them quite a bit and their influence on on the work. But man, when I was growing up, especially in my area, in in Virginia and the Carolinas, the Rock and Roll Express, if, if they had... If they had the ab- amount of reach that the WWE has today, they'd be at rock level of stardom at their peak. They were right before my time, and I, I just remember always hearing Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express. That's all I heard, and then I finally got to check their stuff out. I was blown away. Um, I didn't yeah, it's get more, ex- it, it's 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 less brawling style that you'd get in the all Japan early eighties type of thing with the big guys. It's more what you see today in the indies. It's kind of a choreographed type of style of tag team wrestling. That's really, really beautiful to watch at its best. Also, we got the news that Scott Demore is back in TNA and that they're gonna have a uh, Bit of a partnership with Pro Wrestling Noah. Now, I'll obviously talk to Shane Helms about this this Friday. We're doing a mailbag episode. Register at Fightful.com. It's absolutely free. You get early access to these podcasts. The Shane Helms Show has been one of our most downloaded audio versions of shows, like, just period. They've been uh, going crazy. People love them. And then people really love the lack of giving a shit that Matt Riddle has. He does not care. Did you watch? Did you happen to see last week's show with Matt Riddle, Jeff? Uh, I listened to most of it. Yeah, he pretty much admitted to doing the Super Trooper repeater game to Triple H when he met him. <laughs> that is that is the level of not giving a fuck this man is on. And can, uh, can I just say I think Scott Moore in 19 I think he was the best Booker they ever had. 
I agree. I think that, that that's phenomenal. I thought that he did great things for the company, both for the, the knockouts, and I thought he helped uh, helped build a great X division back then, too. And all those guys on Team Canada that he had. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yeah. Man, I mean, even one of those guys ended up being on uh, in the Cruiserweight Classic, didn't they? Yeah. Tyson? Tyson, Tyson Dukes. I think that's a, that's a great move. I think it's a great move. I think that working with pro wrestling, no, it's a great move. Now, when I asked TNA talents about it today, they said news to me. <laughs> it's about Which five years to too late. It's about five years too late for Noah because Noah has been getting rated yeah. on a regular, but and that seemed to be the trend when I asked TNA talents about things that happen. I'll have top level talents that'll be like, that'll message me and be like, glad you know stuff before me. And I'm like, it's not just me. It's everybody. The company sent out a press release. Huh. That's rough. That's rough. Hey, if you're going to send out a press release, include your roster on it too. Maybe. It's like riding on an elevator and being told, man, sorry about what happened to your department. Wait, what happened to my department? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, something else I want to put over besides that Anna Bauer's <clears throat> most, most ridiculous segment, which is always great. Jason Kincaid, who works for Evolve, has been doing some incredible writing for us. Go to our exclusive section, Wrestling Exclusives. Uh, you'll see him. You may not recognize the guy. You may not know who he is. He is doing a series this week. He's doing like three or four articles for us where he chronicles his ROH tryout. And it is unbelievable. This guy's writing is on a different level than tell, wrestling I mean, writers, it, much less wrestling talent. If you watch his promos from Evolve, you can tell he has some writer in him. And, oh, and, yeah. and, and, that, and he's thought this out, and he's probably written about three different drafts of it before he went through it. Yeah, no, they're very well thought out. I probably have to do less editing on his stuff than anybody I've ever edited in my life. And John Morehouse, one of our great writers – he said, hey, do you want me to interview Jason Kincaid? And I was like, no, I want you to get Jason Kincaid to write for me. That's what I want you to do. And he made that happen. So he's one of our, our guys in the pro series. More names coming soon. I know some of those that we announced haven't gotten around to it, but they, they got some busy schedules. Uh, Diana is in Japan. She's planning on writing for us. And we're talking to more people all the time. Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. That is the place to be for your news interviews, exclusives, videos, photos. Maybe you visit some turdy old site that doesn't even have a podcast. Hmm. Leave them. Don't. Just don't go there anymore. Come to Fightful.com. We got you covered. Got everything there beautifully on the main page. Our mobile site. It's It's optimized for mobile. We don't have a bunch of thumbnails running down the page to make it hard for you. Uh, our podcast schedule this week, I will be with Jimmy Van, the Fightful owner, tomorrow afternoon, I believe. Thursday afternoon with Matt Riddle. Register for early access to that. Absolutely free. Friday with Shane Helms. Sunday with Alex Palowski. Hopefully Anna Bauer, if we get her a new mic, uh, reduce some echo, things like that. Saturday night, I'm here with Showdown Joe after UFC 208. But Showdown Joe has MMA podcasts every single day. With myself, UFC star Elias Theodoru, uh, Sean Pearson, who left the UFC on a three-fight winning streak. He always has great, interesting, lack of shit-giving things to say as well. <laughs> um, 
And then on Friday, he has Reed Kuhn breaking down the anal- analytical side of uh, MMA. But if you've never checked out MMA or you don't like MMA, just give one of our shows a try. Jeff, what do you have going on this week? Well, okay, real quick. First, you can skip the JBL Legends interview with Stan Hansen. It's really <clears throat> there's not a lot there other than than him just going, "Man, you were the best." <laughs> and Figured Stan it'd be Hansen a bunch going, of ass kissing, to be honest with you. It, it, it is, and Stan Hansen basically apologizes for stiffing everybody because he was blind. That's pretty <laughs> much what it is. Um, anyways, on this week's Shake Them Ropes, Rob and I going over Elimination Chamber ourselves. Hopefully, me with more of a voice. I doubt it, given that mine's giving out right now. And our top 100 match, this time I'm correct. It's Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage from WrestleMania 3. Huh. You can follow me at CrapGame13 on the Twitter. You can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. Somebody says, no DQ doesn't have a podcast, but Aaron Rift has cats. I have cats, too. I have six cats. I love cats. Six cats? We've got a 2,500-square-foot home, Jeffrey. Yeah, but still, that's like something a... 45-year-old single woman would have. Maybe I'm a 45-year-old single woman. Sup? Put on the glasses. Riddle said I looked shorter, SRS. No, Riddle says I looked smaller because I'm not like a 225-pound guy. I'm 185 pounds. Well, I'm probably like like 180 right now. Start giving you lines from Roadhouse and stuff just to intimidate you. That'd be great. Regarding the six cats, we find homes for... Oh, okay. Great cats. So. I thought you kept cats. I mean, sure, I will if we like one enough. Yeah. Six cats. Go, I should Six. go check. If, yeah, I love cats. Six. Come on, man. We'll give, a, we'll give a home to a cat until it finds a home. Sure, why not? Daniel Bryan said that Nikki is having tingles in her arm just like he did. Mm, that's not good. Given she had neck surgery, that's terrible. Uh, it's not good. I, I've been there. That is terrifying. That is could be a, could be a sign of atrophy. So, yes, it could. Uh, that's one of the worst the worst fears when one side gets bigger than the other because you know that uh, probably another one's coming. Well, well, I'll tell you something. There's nothing scary to me than watching Rollins right now because I I had knee surgery as well with ACL MCL, and him going without the brace. I mean, there are some guys who come back from that surgery and your leg is much stronger. And there are others where the knee just slips every so often. Mine's the latter. So I watched Seth Rollins still doing his acrobatic stuff without a brace. And I'm like, okay, this is the second time you've injured it. It's time to wear the brace. You know, it's a shame too, because right before that injury, he was starting to pick up the pace again. Mm -hmm. He was just starting to get it back. Uh, Question. Somebody says, or... Why are the Orange County Choppers currently making a new universal title belt? Uh, I don't know, but I know why they're making new belts. They, I, I heard they don't want to pay Dave, pay Dave Milliken anymore. They don't want to pay No, that's exactly royalties. it. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're tired of paying Milliken, and they've used him for decades. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. Well, every time he does they such sell, great work. He does such great work. Every time they sell one of those toys, it's based on one of his designs. they got to pay him. You know what it is? Vince probably thinks Orange County Chopper still has a TV show. I'll probably do they? I thought it was canceled, or they quit doing it. Somebody it in the chat says, a family. says I heard Seth Rollins is coming back in eight weeks. You, you know, maybe if you went to Fightful.com last night, you'd have the scoop on that situation. They aren't sure that he'll be back, but they're they're very optimistic about it. They're not going to promote it because he might have a setback next week. Knees are funny things. You can't 
Mm-hmm. You got to take your time with them. Dominic Cruz. Watch mm-hmm. out. Guys, subscribe to us. YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Leave us a thumbs up on this. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. Gosh, I've been stumbling over my own words tonight. Not my best effort. Damn. I'm back all week. We got shows all week. Fightful.com is your source for news, interviews, all that stuff. We got, we got it all. Jeff, I'm, you know what? Yeah, What's what? this guy talking about? <laughs> you know what? Ejected. Ejected. He's gone. Somebody also says app SRS. We don't need an app. Our website is optimized for mobile. We had a tech team design it to run it on mobile. We don't really need an app. Is that guitar signed by Honky Tonk Man? No, that is a Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitar I bought on TNA Shop for 30 bucks a couple weeks ago. Ask me a couple more questions before we go. We're about to reach the end of uh, end of the line here. Jeff Hawkins just sent me a message saying, fun times, good night. Screw off, Jeff Hawkins. This is a fun show. I thought, To be honest, I thought it was a trash show. I thought I did horrible. A little out of it, a little tired. I'm just getting over. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was sick coming out of San Antonio, and I got my wife sick, so kind of been taking care of her a little bit. Sean, legitimate question. Would you consider making a separate YouTube channel for MMA podcasts only? No. If you have a problem with that, you're lazy. No offense, but you're lazy if you have a problem with that. I get people do do that all the time. Oh, we do that. No. Stop being lazy, people. I get that about registration, too. Why do we have to register? I don't know. My boss makes me do it. But you know what? For what we give you, registering ain't so bad. Don't be lazy. We're not stealing your info. We're not sending your shit out. <laughs> Kyler says San Antonio is trash. I was not impressed by San Antonio. Um, the river walk was very nice. It was beautiful. But I only got to see it at night, and I had forgotten my phone when I was there. So I, I was a little out of sorts. Guys, thank you so much. I love you all very much. I appreciate the support. Visit Fightful.com. It means so much to me. I am back tomorrow afternoon with Jimmy Van. He's mad about something. I don't know what it is. He's going to go off. I'll try to make the show as fun as possible. Catch you guys later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.